Hi, and welcome to the Rolled Stone. Today's episode is episode five. We're going to be talking about false prophets. All right, we're on episode five of the Rolled Stone. False prophets. This one's thing's going to be a doozy, guys. So let's uh, let's buckle in and see if we can make it through it here. So false prophets. There's warnings throughout the scripture of false prophets. They're everywhere. This is nothing new. You know, they talked about it in the Old Testament. They talk about it in the New Testament. We talk about it today, okay? The reason why I'm addressing this is I've been seeing on Facebook a lot and other social medias, prophets, quote unquote, all, all over the place. And because of social media, they're able to reach a large amount of people. So I thought, you know what? We need to do a podcast about this and talk about this. Just like the other episodes I've done, I'm, I think we need to define what a prophet is in the biblical sense. You know, what is their purpose? How can we identify traits of a false prophet and how they use God for their own glory? Okay, so we're going to go back and we're going to look at Strong's Concordance, the word prophet in Hebrew. And this is uh, entry H5030. And it is defined as an inspired person. Okay, and if you go look at entry H5012, it means to speak or sing by inspiration. Okay, so they're talking about somebody who's inspired and singing by inspiration, but they're talking about a godly inspiration. All right. The Greek entry, G4396, means a foreteller or inspired speaker, once again, by God. So what do you think of when you hear the word prophet? Uh, if you're like me, you probably think of someone that is going to foretell the future, or is going to tell you some great fortune that will come to you. You know, um, I also think like somebody who's going to just drop some serious truth on you about something. Uh, I think the word prophet, you know, has been kind of misconstrued throughout the years of how it's been used. Okay. And that's the reason we're doing this podcast because there are some things that will separate a true prophet from a false one. Okay. And there's a lot of scriptures that actually talk about this. And we're going to dig into uh, Matthew 7 15 to start with. All right. It says, Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Okay. And this is Christ talking. And what is he talking about here? Ravenous wolves, right? I think what he's saying is that people come and will come in his name or in his father's name. They'll be claiming divine inspiration or insight, and they'll use this line to gain their pockets, man. They'll use this line to get power, control, use it for vengeance, try to use it for whatever they really, really want, okay? And this goes back to commandment three, using the Lord's name in vain. If you go in and start claiming that God says this and God says that and da-da-da-da, you know, you better be true. You better hope that God is actually saying that, all right? And the other thing is they're not here to pursue God and speak truth, but they're there for their own desires. And they'll come to you as one of your own. They'll pretend to be one of you. They'll pretend like they have faith. They'll pretend that they're, you know, really one of God's people. And they will feed on your faith to their own ends. They will use you to get what they want. And they don't care. So in Mark 13, 5, he writes, And Jesus began to say to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and will mislead many. So here we are again, seeing Christ warning us of these false prophets, claiming inspiration in his name. In this case, we're actually saying they're Christ himself. Okay. So he talks about being misled. And I think, you know, this happens even without claiming to be Christ. I think people just come in and they're very charismatic and they'll just say, you know, start talking and they'll sway you and you won't even realize it. And they're not even claiming to be, you know, a servant of God or, or a servant of Christ or, you know, anything. They'll just, they're just very charismatic and they just, you just kind of fall into that trap, you know, but the thing is with this is they will use his name though in some way to get you to drop your guard. And the next thing, thing you know, you're off the path of God's worship and you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. Like you're worshiping other gods or you're, 
going after money or worshiping your possessions, or you're all wrapped up in your own vainglory, you know? So this charismatic person may not claim to be Christ, but they'll use his name or God's name somehow to get you to drop your guard. That's the sheep in wolf's clothing. You know, you look at me and think, oh, they're innocent enough, but in reality, they're going to use your faith against you to get what you get what they want, you know? And this is brought up again in Luke 21.8. He said, see to it that you be not misled, for many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Do not go after them. So here he is warning us again about this. I mean, there are so many warnings about this. You mean, they knew. Christ knew. The old prophets knew that this was going to happen. And they're trying to warn the future generations, be careful. Do not let your guard down. Okay? And with this one, you know, here we are again with a person claiming to be, you know, talking about being a prophet. You know, the time is at hand. I know all this. But now they're saying that they also, you know, they know the date and time of the end, which we're not supposed to know. We're not going to know that. Okay. And then I don't know if people remember this, but a few years ago, and I say a few years ago, it's been a while. There was a pastor named Harold Camping and he would always say, you know, the end of the world was at this date, you know, and people listened to him and they sold their cars and homes and quit their jobs and left their families and did all these crazy things. And it didn't come true. You know why? Because he was a false prophet. Surprise, surprise. Okay. And he did it a couple of times and people didn't learn the first time and they still listen to him. You know, it's like, you have got to listen to the Holy Spirit in this. If this guy's talking, you're looking at him like, this doesn't make any sense. Guess what? It doesn't make sense. You need to stop listening to this guy, especially if he's wrong. If he's wrong so many times and you're still listening to him, what is wrong with you? All right. So don't let those using God's name and Christ's name lead you astray. So how do we figure out who's false and who's not? Well, and John, uh, John talks about this in his, uh, scripture, first John four, one through six. He says, beloved, these are the followers of Christ he's talking about. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and out is already in the world. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak as from the world and the world listens to them. We are from God. The one who knows God listens to us. The one who is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. All right, so what does that do with false prophets? Well, in a segment published on Bible.org called Exegetical Commentary on 1 John 4, 1 through 6, this was written by author W. Hall Harris III, who's a professor of New Testament studies at Dallas Theological Seminary, and was also the project director and managing editor for the New English Translation Bible. For over 30 years, Hall has taught courses at the Dallas Seminary in intermediate-level Greek grammar and syntax, exegetical method, and various other courses in the Gospel and Epistles of John. So in this, there's a couple things we need to pull out of here. Okay, the first thing we need to pull out of here, according to, to Harris, is that he state that John states that since we have God residing in us through the Holy Spirit, we need to use that to our advantage. We need to use that to, to test others, to test the spirits, okay? And we need to test the other spirits as the Holy Spirit is not the only act of one. Okay, so we need to be aware of that. There's other spirits out there. He's given the plural use of the word spirits. And according to Harris, there are more than just one out there and they are active. Okay, and these other spirits, not the Holy Spirit, but these other spirits 
are used by Satan to confuse and control you in the hope that you will turn from God. So according to his article, he says there are two main spirits in the world. The first is the spirit of truth and the spirit of deceit, and both work to influence you. Guess which one's which? I'll give you a minute. Okay, that shouldn't have been too hard. Spirit of truth, Holy Spirit, spirit of deceit, the other spirits that Satan uses against you. So John is asking you to test the spirits to see which one is trying to influence you. Test that prophet. See which spirit is guiding them. See if it's the spirit of truth. See if it's the spirit of deceit. You know, really test them. Don't just walk away from it. Don't think, oh, you know, he's, he said that he comes in God's name and, you know, he was wrong about 99.9% of everything he said, but hey, he said he was a God. Now that's the spirit of deceit right there working and you need to use the spirit of truth against them. So with this in mind, we need to know how to identify them. We need to know how to test them and then not listen to them. Okay. So the idea of testing a prophet comes from Deuteronomy 13, one through six. Okay. And this is going to get a little heavy here, but we're going to jump into it. All right. If a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder and the sign of the wonder comes true of which he spoke to you saying, let's follow other gods whom you have not known and let's serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer of dreams for the Lord, your God is testing you to find out whether you love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Okay. Right there. We're going right back to commandment number one, right? We talked about that in the podcast earlier. All right. Let's continue on. You shall follow the Lord your God and fear him, and you shall keep his commandments. Listen to his voice, serve him, and cling to him. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken falsely against the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery, to drive you from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall eliminate the evil from among you. If your brother, your mother's son, or your son or daughter, or the wife you cherish, or your friend who is like your own soul entices you secretly saying, let's go and serve other gods whom neither you nor your fathers have known are the gods of the peoples who are around you near you or far from you from one end of the earth to the other end. You shall not consent to him or listen to him and your eyes shall not pity him, nor shall you spare or conceal him. Instead, you shall most certainly kill him. Your hand shall be the first against him to put him to death and afterward the hand of all the people. So you shall stone him to death because he has attempted to drive you away from the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Then all Israel will hear about it and be afraid and will not do such wicked things among you again. So looking at this test, if a prophet tries to turn you from God and worship others, practice idolatry or overall fall from God's path, they are not to be listened to. Okay. And this all goes back to that first commandment. And it continues on from this idea on how to handle this in their time. Okay. In their time, Obviously, they did some very radical things. They did some very, very intense things. In our time, we're going to test that person. We're going to test that spirit in them. And if and if they're false, we're going to walk away. We're not going to listen to them. And if others walk to them, we're going to tell them, hey, test him. He's wrong. Test him. And hopefully they will walk away too. So later on in Deuteronomy 18, 15, 22, he talks about raising up prophets among your countrymen. Once again, if they start talking about following other gods and doing things contrary to what God wants, they have become false. And these prophets will also be punished according to God's will. That's important right there. They need to be punished according to God's will, not our will, but God's will. So now we have a better idea what's going on. And we also have an idea how to test these spirits in modern times, determine if a prophet is false. Okay. So we need to test those spirits. We need to see if they have the spirit of truth or the spirit of the deceiver. And in John, he has one way to test them right off the bat. He tells us every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. 
Okay, so if that prophet, if that person comes up to you, that spiritual leader, that celebrity, that charismatic person, anybody who comes up and tries to change that statement, they are false. If they say the crucifixion is more of a metaphor for your own spiritual death and rebirth, your own Christ consciousness, and it's something better, you don't really need all this other stuff, and you know, we, we don't really profess that he was really crucified and resurrected, it's just a metaphor, they are false, okay? Just walk away from them because they're trying to sway you into a dangerous area where you can slip from God's protection and into the realm of the deceiver. You don't want that to happen. You do not want that. They start changing that. They're trying to change the scripture, especially they start trying to change the crucifixion and the resurrection. Just walk away, brother. Just walk away because you don't need that in your life. You know what I'm saying? You don't need that false information being drilled into your head. Okay, and there's other passages that comment on this, like 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3. He says, but false prophets also appeared among the people, just as there were also false teachers among you, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their indecent behavior, and because of them, the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. Micah 3. I'm going to read uh, section 11. It says, you know, it's some really interesting things going on here talking about injustice and the prophets. So, you know, let's actually, let's start at five. Let's start at Micah 3, 5. He says, thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who lead my people astray. When they have something to bite with their teeth, they cry peace. But against him who puts nothing in their mouths, they declare holy war. So if they have something, they're going to get something from you. They're going to be like, oh, we're good. No, this is very peaceful. But if they can't get something from you, then they're going to declare war on you. Therefore, it will be night for you without vision. And darkness for you without divination. The sun will go down on the prophets, and the day will become dark over them. The seers will be ashamed, and the diviners will be embarrassed. Indeed, they will all cover their mouths because there is no answer from God. Okay, so they're going around, they're trying to talk about, like, oh, they, they speak for God, all this stuff, but nothing's happening. They're not getting any divine inspiration. Nothing they're saying is coming true. There's nothing they're doing that is actually true. So they're going to start clamming up because they realize people are starting to catch on to them. Right? So it goes down to... Uh, Section 11 here, it says, Her leaders pronounce judgment for a bribe. Her priests in, instruct for a price, and her prophets divine for money. Yet they lean on the Lord, saying, Is not the Lord in our midst? And the calamity will not come upon us. Okay, so right here he's talking about, I want to really focus in on this part where it says, And her prophets divine for money. So a false prophet is going to ask you for cash to help you. And then when you say, Hey, what's going on? They're like, Well, you know, nothing can happen to us because God's in our midst, Right. Now they're using their faith against you. They're using your faith in God to take your money and giving you nothing but trying to turn you from the path of God. See how devious that is? You got to be careful. You got to be very careful. Okay, so how do we spot these folks? I mean, there's multiple ways to do it. And I went through a couple of sources and I compiled a list from them, okay? And I'm be, I'll be pulling uh, ideas from crossexamine.org, Brookings University, and the uniontheology.org websites. And these are all my show notes. So if you want to check them out, go check out my show notes. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at the obvious. A prophet's word will not come to pass. And a, a false one will not be able to actually speak for God. Like, there, there's, this is not going to happen. Again, this is out of Deuteronomy 18 and Jeremiah 23. Also, false prophets will twist the Bible and God's word for their own validation or thought or dream. You know, they'll apply prophecies for Israel to their own nation. In, insert Israel for anybody's nation. You know, people will do it for the U.S. People will do it for, you know, Australia. People would do it for Canada, you know. But the point is they'll try to twist it to validate their dream or thought. 
you got to follow the money. You know, are they looking for some kind of a financial game? Because no profit in history has ever been rich. All these, you know, name it and claim it profits, all that stuff. You know, if you say this and do that and, you know, God will give you all this money and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's all, it's all garbage. Do they brag about receiving a prophetic word or vision and how they are divinely anointed? I've seen this on Facebook. I've seen people brag about like, oh, I received a vision from God and I'm, you know, I'm his divine contact and a great conduit from him directly to God and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, no. Okay. A true prophet's not going to brag about that. A true prophet's not going to walk around to my how they're anointed and how they're a direct conduit to God and blah, blah, blah. All right. You need to see how that prophet is also speaking and who are they speaking for? Because a true prophet is going to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Okay. False prophets are men pleasers and they will tell the people what they want to hear, but a true prophet will tell you the truth and it's going to hurt. It's going to sting and it's going to make you feel bad because that's the whole point is they want you to do some self-reflection and figure out, are you truly doing what God's will is? Are you doing what your will is? False prophets also don't teach from the Bible or or God's word, but they talk more about their own prophetic visions and they want you to listen to their words. Okay. And that there's warnings of that found in Lamentations 2.14, where they say, your prophets have seen you for your false and deceptive visions. They have not exposed your iniquity to restore your fortunes, but have seen you for oracles that are false and misleading. Okay. Are these prophets also speaking with hate? There's a difference between righteous anger and hate. If it sounds like hate and your instincts are telling you that this is not right, then you need to start testing that prophet immediately against God's word. Okay. A true prophet will have love in their voice and compassion. Even if they are speaking with righteous anger, there's still going to be compassion. There's still going to be love there. But if this person is just using hate and they're using, you know, hate speech and all this other stuff, they are not a true prophet. A false prophet doesn't call people to repent, but shares messages that appeal to their once desires and their sinful nature. So they're not going to tell you that you're doing something wrong. They're going to just kind of twist it a little bit and make you feel like, oh, you're, you're good. You're good. You know, you don't have to worry about that. No, no, no. You keep doing that stuff over there. That's fine. God doesn't really care. No, we know what it is to sin. We know that we shouldn't be, you know, chasing our own desires and wants and needs against God's will. And a true prophet is going to call you to repent for those or a false one is going to just encourage you to do those kind of behaviors. And then lastly, we need to use the Holy Spirit. A false prophet must tell people that they are not a false prophet, whereas a true prophet's defense comes from the Holy Spirit. And they do not need to tell you that they are a prophet because the Holy Spirit will do that for them. Okay, so if somebody comes into you and says, oh, I'm a prophet, I'm a prophet, listen to my words, I'm a prophet, I'm a prophet. That right there is a massive red flag, right? Let's talk about this, you know, like, you hear this and everybody's like, well, what's the big deal? You know, a prophet is a prophet, and if I can get some money in the process and everything I need, why should I care? Because this is taking you from God. This is creating a chasm between you and God and changing your heart from him and his gift of internal life for the possibility of an earthly, of earthly riches. Okay, these prophets are twisting his word. They're twisting God's commandments to justify their own earthly desires and needs. And, you know, it could be power, money, fame, a new jet, whatever. It doesn't matter. The thing is, is they are using this to get what they want. And in the process, they're trying to drag you down with them. All right. So if you're sitting there and you hear a pastor talk about, or, you know, or a self-proclaimed prophet even, you know, tell his congregation that they need to donate more money so that he can buy a new jet to travel in because he gets, he gets closer to God when he's in his jet flying from city to city. 
That should make you stop and go through the checklist we just talked about. Red flags should be thrown, flashing lights, a large robot filling its arms, screaming, danger, danger, Will Robinson. All that should be happening, all right? Because a real profit is not going to ask you to do that. A real profit isn't going to try to get you to give them money to buy a jet, okay? And there's a lot of different scriptures that talk about the dangers of this, okay? And one of those is Matthew 24, 4 through 11. And it says, And Jesus answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will mislead many people. But you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed for those things that take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But these are things that are merely the beginning of birth pains. Then they will hand you over to the tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. And at, the, and at that time, many will fall away, and they will betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will rise up and mislead many people. Okay, and this continues on at 23 and 28. Then if anyone says to you, Behold, here is the Christ, or he is over here, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will provide great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance. Okay, he's already telling us in advance. He's telling us right now. I am telling you in advance this is going to happen. So if they say to you, Behold, he is in the wilderness, do not go out there. Or, Behold, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe them. For just as a lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. He says a similar thing in Mark 13, 21-23. And then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will provide signs and wonders in order to mislead, if possible, the elect. But beware, I have told you everything in advance. Christ is telling us right off the bat, this is going to happen. People are going to show up. They're going to say all these words. They're going to they're either going to claim to be Christ. They're going to say that they have Christ. They're going to say they know Christ. They're going to say they know God. That they're a conduit. They're a, they're a true prophet. Listen to them. Listen to them. Listen to them. They've had dreams. They've had visions. They know this is going to happen. They know that's going to happen. And you know what? All these prophets that I've seen on Facebook, nothing they have professed has come true. They have spoken with hate. They have asked for monetary donations for their own pockets. They've asked to be have their stuff shared so people can listen to their daily pro, you know, their daily prophesying and and all that. And I mean, it's it's all about them. It's not about God. It's not about Christ. It's not about love. It's not about compassion, repentance, grace. None of that. They don't talk about any of that. All they talk about is look what I've said, do what I say, give me what I want, and you can have this too. I mean, it's it's a terrible thing and people actually believe it. I have people and they're going through and like, oh yeah, this is great. You you check this guy out. I'm like, no, that person's a false prophet. They hit like 17 of the signs of a false prophet. What are you doing? You know, and they're, they're using their faith against them. So we need to be careful out there, people. And we need to make sure that we test those spirits. We have the tools. God has given us the tools to test them. We need to test them. And make sure that we don't fall away from him and fall into that chasm and, and separate ourselves from him. All right. Don't let the spirit of the deceiver take you. All right. Use the Holy Spirit. Test the other spirits and make sure that they are indeed true. With that in mind, I just like to say a couple last things. One of them is, you know, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Know, appreciate all of you listening to this. 
you have any questions, you know, absolutely email me at theroldstone at outlook.com. And to God be the glory. I'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast on The Rolled Stone. Once again, if you have any questions, please submit them to theroldstone at outlook.com. I look forward to hearing from you and hope that you continue this journey with God and Jesus along beside us. Have a wonderful day.